Hey y'all, it's Lindsay, and I'm so excited for you to listen to episode three of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. Once again, some guy in Austin and I recap week six of The Bachelorette, where we talk about the importance of Breitling watches and what the tooth fairy is paying kids nowadays. I had no idea. And the fact that everyone has a crazy flag. It's just that some of us fly ours more often than others. I hope you like the show. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Episode three of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. We're here with some guy in Austin again. Do you believe there there have been a lot of talk about how this season's kind of boring? It's kind of lackluster. I know we had Demario at the beginning and the girl who came in during the basketball episode, and all of that's very, very dramatic. We get that. But at this point, people are saying, I don't know who Adam is. I don't know who Matt the penguin guy is. Everybody feels the same, and we kind of know who's going to be in the top two, three, maybe. So the idea of this season being boring makes sense. But my question to you is, do you think that's because she is a normal person? And when we have normal bachelors or bachelorettes, their seasons are kind of normal, which in today's world translates as wah-wah, kind of boring. What do you think? Well, I, normal is a relative word. I, you know, I am detecting, and I, I'm I'm kind of bummed. As you know, I haven't had time to do anything but work, and uh, I haven't written. But my take on her is a little different. She's alluded several times to her inability to open up and show emotion and all that. So, mm-hmm. like I said, I think there's some some stuff right below the surface on her. But yeah, I agree. I mean, she's a professional person. She's mm-hmm. not super insecure. Um, you know, she doesn't appear to have any daddy issues that would prevent her from, uh, you know, finding love in Geneva, Switzerland or whatever. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I guess there's something to that. I think the dudes are, I mean, there's nobody since Waboom that was even remotely interesting <laughs> for any other reason. Uh, the other guy, the guy that got kicked to the curb, what was his name? Um, uh, Matt, Matty, the yes. guy with the, the, the guy that looked like Burt Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> Without the lush mustache, but yes, I see what or you're the, going. Or the or the toupee, which yeah. you know he might want to consider. <laughs> he can, we can just wear a black felt cowboy hat and drive around a Trans Am, and he'll be fine. I want to see him in that red Trans Am jacket. <laughs> that would be freaking money. So you mentioned Geneva, Switzerland. Do you feel like it is the perfect place to fall in love? You know, if there's any place that's perfect, it's got to be Geneva, Switzerland. Okay. I I would think that. Uh, the well, we're going to talk. I'm sure I'm sure we'll talk about the uh, the snow blindness that they right. risked on, the one, on one day. But other than that, like, you know, you can get cool if you want to open up your jacket. You can get warm if you want to zip up your jacket. True. It's not like, you know, you're sweating to the point where you have to hydrate or pass out right. as in some other perfect places to fall in love. So I would say, yeah, if we're going to characterize any place as perfect to fall in love, I would say it would be Geneva, Switzerland. Chocolate. Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese. A great convention. ABBA. ABBA. Are they sweet? 
No, they're, no, Swe- they're, they're Sweden. They're Sweden. <laughs> Same thing. Sort of. Let's talk about roses this week. She she mixed it up a bit. First of all, where was Harrison? That I mean, a, an episode without Harrison is ridiculous. Why even have You're it? Probably filming a game show in New Jersey or what? Sure. <laughs> exactly. Was, remember that? Who wants to be a millionaire? He's still filming yeah. it. It's great. Well, Go Harrison and Miss Miss USA. But he's our host of hosts. Love him. Uh, first of all, she said there won't be a rose ceremony. Yes. The, which I thought I, that's was... the first time I believe that's happened. Am I right? Can you remember any other time where she's saying, hey, I'm just going to hand them out and it's hometowns. I, well, I can imagine that way in the beginning, but this is hometowns. Well, normally, well, see, here's what I think. I think if Harrison was there and you had a rose ceremony, who in the hell is going to come out and say, gentlemen, Rachel, it's the final rose this evening. Exactly. Rachel, whenever you're ready. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no one really there to handle that. So maybe it was by necessity that they did it the way they did it because Harrison had a prior engagement. Perhaps. I mean, that Tony, the guy with the that the fact kicks the everybody hat. out. Yeah. He he can't do it. So we have we have Rachel saying, I've got four roses. For hometown dates, again, these are going where she will be visiting their families. She has four roses. She has four dates, three one-on-one and one group date. Now, that didn't necessarily mean that the one-on-one automatically got the rose, but in this instance, they did. And it starts off with Brian, who is the chiropractor that swallows her face whole whenever they make out. And she tells him to go get dressed, and they walk outside, and there's a Bentley standing, sitting there in front of the hotel. And she says, get in and let's go. Your thoughts as a guy on being given a luxurious car to drive around in? Well, as I've written about, and as you know, I have a weakness for German cars and Swiss watches, so I feel like I'm an authority on this. For some dudes, and and I have to admit, when I was much younger, it it is about what you're driving and where you park it, you know, like what it looks like. But I think at this point in my life anyway, and most of my friends who have really expensive cars um, drive them because there's this sort of appreciation for the the craftsmanship. I know Mm -hmm. that sounds like a cop out because it's like, you know, every guy's compensating for it small piece of his anatomy or whatever, but it's just one of those things like men don't get women with shoes or whatever. It's that's how some guys are with cars. Now, Brian is kind of a cheese, um, but no, he seemed genuinely happy to Did he? drive a fancy car. Yeah. I mean, he, he was, you know, I don't like when people say, are you kidding me right now over and over again? But <laughs> that seemed to be his reaction. But no, that's, a, I mean, you're talking about uh, you know, minimum a Bentley is a half a million dollar car, and right. I don't know that it's a convertible. So you're probably looking at three quarters of a million dollars. It's not every day you get to jump in one of those things, you know. And what about the watch? Same thing. I mean, I have a ton of watches too, and it's the same sort of thing with Swiss watches. There's this sort of fascination I have with just the the craftsmanship or the precision. I just think it's neat, and uh, every time you look at your wrist, you sort of appreciate that. At least I do. That Breitling watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was pretty high end. That was a five-figure purchase, if Get not. Um, that, you oh, know, yeah, that, Rachel would, purchased right from her pocketbook. She bought it for she, him. She's like, I got these. Harrison, <laughs> I've got these. Harrison, send Harrison a bill. 
Okay, so they take their Bentley. They go to the Breitling watch shop. She lets him cruise around. He picks one that was black because he's into black. Wink, wink, nod, nod. And she giggles at this. And then she buys herself one that looks, I guess, the feminine version of that or the girly Mm -hmm. version of that. And he proceeds to dry hump her in the store. Well, Did in you front find of, that in odd? Front, in front of the Swiss the salesperson. Swiss Breitling well. guy. That was well, unfortunate. Well, what you have to understand, Lindsay, is that the norms over in Europe are much different than they are. Ah, <laughs> I see. Okay, that's what it is. The bottom line, if they get to keep those watches, I mean, that, that is that's tantamount to like win- – <laughs> Well, dude, that's tantamount to winning like a leg of the amazing race where you get like 10 grand in cash yes. or whatever. I mean, that, that that's probably look, I don't know what it costs in a high end Swiss shop, but um, that Bentley watch is probably I bet you it's it's 10 to fifteen thousand dollars if you were if Gee. you were going to buy it here in the States. Now, if 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 you were Brian and you got to drive your fancy car and go to your fancy watch store. So this sounds like a date cater made for you no, i'm an outdoors guy i wouldn't you would want that brightling watch and oh i would take the brightling watch for sure if you were not the last man standing would you give the watch back to who <laughs> well rachel bought it for you <laughs> no, i would send harrison a thank you note <laughs> Uh, and then I would Mike post, flies. Pic- yeah. And then I would post <laughs> pictures of me in various states of drunkenness on Instagram, where the watch was readily viewable. Oh, well, you could be the next Breitling social media guy. Hey, listen, a gift's a gift, man. You know, okay. I don't, I don't care what circumstances he had to endure in order to earn it. But sitting in the mansion with those saps and being the one to draw that date, I say deserves a watch. I'd keep it. Okay, that's that's fair enough. Now, the next part of the date, he she takes him to some, I'm assuming, opera house. I'm, I don't know, some sort of opera house. And they talk a little bit about how they grew up, and both were in private schools. His was all boys. Hers was not. And then he asks if she has a picture of herself in the private school uniform. That's a pretty standard guy question, though, oh. even though it came out a little creepy. Ooh, <laughs> no. That ooged me out. And... It made me have visions of Britney Spears dancing in the hallway with Hit Me Baby One More Time. Inappropriate, Brian, even though I get it-ish. I'm using air quotes, but I sort of get it. That Things that he says like that, whenever you've, you have used the word cheesy and you have used the word creepy, that's where I'm going with Brian. And I thought it was very telling that Dean said later, Brian has spent 18 years sweet-talking women. That's Dean being in the house knowing that about Brian or insinuating that about Brian based on what he's seen. I, what I didn't realize also is he's 37. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's like Gwenish. I and know. granted, look, let's just be honest. The double standard applies. Men can be older and get away with that kind of stuff more than women can. But 37 is way too old to be on one of these stupid shows. I mm-hmm. just, you know, I, I don't want to bite the hand that feeds us, but 37, <laughs> give me a break. If you haven't figured it out by then, I'm just not sure, you know, he, he's marriage material. I mean, we talked about our friend Brad Womack. Do you realize Brad was 37 his second time? <gasps> no. Yeah. Old so, man. 
So, you know, he, the, the guy's not a kid anymore. He ought to know better. And by the way, you know, professionally, he ought to be able to afford a Breitling watch. You know, the guy's educated or whatever. Now, granted, he's a chiropractor, but, you know, those guys make decent money, I sure. assume. Yeah. Hey, he's just, there's something, I don't know, there's something about him. I think he's dishonest, got a... <laughs> dis, dishonest. Disingenuous. Uh, I believe that he's he's got a... He's got a feel about him. He's got a charm about him where I halfway agree with Dean. I know I'm basing all of my information on seven episodes of The Bachelorette and how ABC chooses to edit it, but he does seem to be turning it on a little bit. I'm not sure. Well, are we going to talk about his mom? Well, yes. (laughs) And I, I didn't. I interpreted that differently than everybody else I was sitting with. So how did you receive that story? Tell a little bit about what he said and what you think. Well, about it. I, I believe that he, he insinuated he was in a very serious relationship that ended because of his mom. I, I don't think we had much more detail than that, but okay. it seemed to me that, and, and he even went so far as to say as my mom was devastated, which doesn't really imply that there was any massive conflict between the girlfriend and mom. It was more of a, like a Norman Bates situation, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's that's how I thought because everybody was, everybody felt felt bad, and I didn't feel bad because felt I felt bad for what? Well, yeah, they they are saying that the mom inserted herself into the relationship, and that's why the girl broke up with him. Well, there you go with that Bachelor in Paradise talk again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I. I then the other thought was no 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 she didn't like the mom so she broke up with him and then there was the thought of no 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 the mom didn't like the girl so he broke up with the girl because the mom didn't like the girl listen if you're if you're you know coming home for your prom pictures and your date looks like a slut and your mom pulls you aside and like rips you up and down that's one one thing when you're 17 or 18 years old. The guy's 37, and I, I didn't get the impression that he hadn't dated for some time. Right. So uh, to me, the, the whole story implied some sort of colossal interference or some sort of weird relationship with his mom. I'm sure we'll figure all that out next week. But, uh, you know, I, I was uh, thinking to myself, I can't wait to meet Mrs. Chiropractor, whatever her name is. And then I saw that snippet of Dean's dad. Yeah. Um, mm. We can talk about that later. So it's it, it seems like the season may be saving the best for last. That, well, that's true. That's true. Um, moving on to Dean. Dean got the second one-on-one date. And his card said, not written by Harrison, because Harrison's not there, but his card said, put on your Sunday best. If a card that you were given said, Hey, some guy in Austin, put on your Sunday best. We're going to go out and Sunday best. You might think church, but you might not. What would you put on your body? If a card told you to put on your Sunday best for national television? I think I'd go with maybe a jock strap and a sailor. No, hat. you would not. <laughs> <laughs> if I was in Miami beach, I well, might. Um, maybe Brian, he's from Miami. Look, he showed up dressed like he was running for student council. I get it. Um, maybe he should have worn a suit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. 
I'm laughing at student council. Yeah, I mean, he looked like he was going to give his speech at lunchtime at <laughs> the auditorium assembly about, you know, senior parties and restocking the vending machines in the... He was going to make sure there was plenty of candy in there because, you know, the former administration just didn't care uh, about us. And... Didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Were you on student council? Yes, of course I was on student council. Wait, no. Honor society. I was honor society. Well, I was which too. Which is a nerdier just... version of student council. Well, I, I, no, no. I disagree because uh, honor society was, well, I don't know if you guys had meetings or anything. It was a, like a GPA thing. So I was, I graduated with honors and then I, I was on law review yeah. when yeah. I was in law school. And, um, I just, and I could never figure, it was just the same group of people <laughs> that had oh, been yeah. on student that ran it. And I, I hated it. Well, well I was anyway. also in Spanish club. Oh my God. In, in, uh, in East Texas. C. Wow. Uh, East Texas, maybe y'all should have had an English club. Mm, no, <laughs> for people to understand our accents, I'm sure. That's right. Somebody told me the other day, your your podcast is going to be so good because of your accent. And I thought, oh, huh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, well, that's, uh, well, that's, there's one, there's one, uh, one listener you got to look Yay. forward to. Okay, back to Dean. His shorty pants. Uh, what is the deal with the shorty pants? It looks like he borrowed those from yes. somebody much shorter than him. I don't. Is is that a style thing? Because you remember like is. those old Beach Boys black mm -hmm. and white videos where they all have the pants that are above their ankles. Yes. I, so apparently that was a style at one point, and the fact that it's come back with the with the cute socks or whatever, you know, I, right. I just I don't get it. Would you ever show your ankles in public? I show my ankles all the time when I have shorts on or I'm running or something, but I wouldn't in my Sunday best. Right, exactly. That was, <laughs> bless him. Um, so Dean, they walk around, uh, I guess they're still in Geneva. They're walking around Geneva and he's continuing his wacky streak. He's the fun, he's the giggly, he makes her laugh, he tells the jokes and she's thinking, okay, next week is hometown dates. We need to get a little bit more deep than just all of these silly moments. So they sit down at some cafe, and she basically says, let's have a serious conversation. And the first thing out of his mouth is, do you believe in the tooth fairy? And she giggle, giggle, giggles and says, no, I'm being serious. And he said, okay, what's your favorite dinosaur? Mm -hmm. That right there is... A bit of a red flag, and I say a bit of a red flag because we now know why he was being very weird and awkward. Is his dad is Doug Henning? Be yes, exactly. He his, that guy? His, his entire thought is that he has been with other guys who are super-duper excited to invite Rachel to their hometowns and meet their families, and Dean just flat-out is not. So he does tell her that at dinner. He finally says, hey, I'm, I don't even know if I want to inv invite you to my hometown. I don't even know if I want you to meet these people. And she says, that's fine. Here's a rose. I'm an, I want to meet whoever made you the man you are today, which is great. I think that's a wonderful compromise. But, of course, his dad's going to be on television because he is, in a word, eccentric. I have mixed feelings on this. One, from a personal reason, I think – 
and again, whoever reads my blog knows I've written about my lack of relationship with my twin brother. And, uh, so yeah, that's extremely difficult. Right. And I can tell you, I mean, to, you know, share a personal detail, you know, one of the reasons that we didn't have a wedding party, you know, um, when we got, when I married Mrs. Some guy, um, was a fear that my brother would screw it up. And it was a horrible feeling um, because I would have liked to say, hey, man, you know, why don't you set everything aside and make a nice toast and, you know, be kind around the family and all that. And there were a couple pre-wedding events where he just ruined both of them. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so, yeah, so I, I, you know, I found myself really feeling sorry for the guy. Clearly, I think there's a difference between, you know, deflecting and and. Uh, you know, like some of the other psychopaths, like, well, remember, remember the, was it Brad that had to go home and bury a bird or right. something? That yeah. family? <laughs> That's one thing. But when you could just see the literal just agony on his face and I, yeah. I, I felt bad for him. So I, look, I don't think he ought to be held responsible for that. And based on what we saw, it looks pretty extreme, right. but it's, I thought it was sad, but I thought eventually he was honest, but I think the to bring it full circle, the dinosaur and the tooth fairy questions, uh, not good signs when it comes to open communication. Sure. And I also agree with you thinking, well, th he shouldn't, if he doesn't want to invite her to meet his family at all, that's fine. That should be allowed. That should be normal. But then, of course, we see him at his house sitting on the floor with his dad, who looks like a guru, and I can't help but thinking, did Dean in real life really want that to happen? Did he not care? Was he talked into it? Did he sign some waiver that said he had to? Because I, and he's crying in the, in the becoming attractions in the scenes from next week, he's crying about it. And yeah. that makes me think, did they make him do this? Did they talk him into this? Because even if it isn't, it's a, it's a, uh, he's going to be a social media star. We'll say, we'll use that word after this. Cause all of the, all of the contestants mainly are. So that's going to follow him around a little bit. But I, I just thought it was interesting that it, it, it basically left us feeling, if you don't want me to meet your family, I won't, I'll meet whoever you want. And then we see the dad. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting to think of the mechanics that go behind it, but I try not to pull those strings because I don't really. Well, look, I think that, that you, you know as well as I do that we've got enough of an inside take on some of these shows where, I mean, these people are heavily manipulated, you know, so I'm sure there was a lot of reticence, but whoever his handlers are, I'm sure talked him into it. Or, mm -hmm. and I don't even know what the contract is, if they agree to a hometown that there has to be family members there or whatever. I can't think of another there's always weird families on the seasons, you know, divorce people and all that. But I can't think of one where somebody refused to show up or went that far south. Uh, but I will tell you that this is, you know, say what you want, but you know, I, that would be a deal breaker for me. If I went to somebody's house and their dad was that freaking weird. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if I could deal with that long term. You know, mm. and that may sound selfish, but that's just the way it is. You're, you're marrying somebody's family, too. Mm -hmm. And yes. maybe you shouldn't crucify the guy for that, but it is what it is, right? And mm. and that's not like you got to go over there and be polite for a dinner. Uh, that guy's part of your family now, and that's right. a little weird. 
That's tough. Yes, it's a, it tough. also depends on how much Dean's going to inherit from the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, he, they get to meet. He, she gets to meet some of his siblings, and things will won't all be wacko and weird. weird. But the the true question is, do you believe in the tooth fairy? Sure, I think I, I think here here's the deal with the tooth fairy and Santa Claus. In a philosophical tread lightly sense, right now. Tread no, lightly. In a philosophical sense, they exist. It just they don't exist in the way that children believe. What do you feel is the appropriate amount of money for the tooth fairy to give a kid for his or her tooth? Well, I, I think there's several factors. There's there's the raw value of the tooth. Is it a front tooth or a molar? Because <laughs> we're talking about two different levels of pain. No, nope. tooth is a tooth. No, I just yeah, I disagree. And then mm-hmm. the other thing is, uh, you know, how did it fall out? I mean, was it one of those things that you just kind of wiggled on and felt good, but it kind of hurt, and then it eventually fell out, or did your cruel parent make you tie a string around mm-hmm. it and s- slam the door? So, I, but I would say, generally speaking, these days, I think five bucks. <gasps> Are you kidding me? What well, well, you can't buy? You can't even buy. What? Four dollars with five dollars these days. Come on, man. Adjust for inflation, Lindsay. Five. I used to get a dollar. I used to get a quarter. Now, I, I remember some change, but I would I would net probably a dollar back in the day. That my is parents, legit. I didn't grow up with any. I didn't grow up with any money. That is legit, man. So that's five bucks. Did you have a pillow? Like a, a tooth fairy pillow? Yes. No. What? No, I had a pink tooth fairy pillow with a little pocket. That's probably why only a quarter stuck in there. Listen, if I <laughs> <laughs> and some leftover catfish. Let's just, from let's the just night move before. on. I, let's just okay. let the record. Let's move on. Let's clearly move on. state that I never had a pink tooth fairy. Pillow. Okay, all right, we're moving on. What's your favorite dinosaur? Um, no, I have a really filthy joke that's inappropriate about dinosaurs, and I, I refuse to tell it because you're just going to edit it. Let me just tell it. You can just edit it out. Okay. What do you get when you cross and a dinosaur? I don't know. Welcome to Jurassic Park. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most awful thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And I've heard you tell a lot of jokes. That is terrible. It's funny because it's (laughs) true. Dirty. Okay, truly favorite dinosaur. I, I kind of felt sorry for the brontosaurus because the brontosaurus yeah. really isn't the brontosaurus, right? Remember how they faked his skull, or they just popped a hat on him, and now he's something else. He's yeah. I can't remember what it is, but I felt always felt sorry for the brontosaurus. But obviously, if you're a guy, you, you gotta say T Rex. Yeah, you have to go T Rex. T Rex or no Rex. I always That's liked the Triceratops. Triceratops always looks sort of lazy to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, that's why I liked them. <laughs> <laughs> I identified. I identified. Okay, let's move on. Peter, still wearing sweaters, still wearing every sweater known to man. Listen, is it is it you or me, just me, or, or are you picturing, like, I picture his garment bag, and mm. he's got to have, like, a... What are those things called that you put in, you vacuum it out, all the air out? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no way he can fit that many sweaters in a suitcase without some sort of help. And he has a lint brush. 
and a, yeah. a pill thing. You know how you can buzz the pills <laughs> off. You know he does that in the armpit area because he wears them all the time. That's right. I, what and, is and the it, deal, Peter? Come on. And I don't man. think I've seen the same one twice. So now I, let me tell you though. This is what's interesting, and, and it, you know, kind of, I'm pulling back the curtain a little bit, but I follow the boy on Instagram because he's Peter, and he does not ever wear that kind of stuff. Now, granted, it's summertime, and they filmed in the winter, so there's no reason for him to wear a sweater, but he doesn't look, I consider it in this old man cardigan He dresses like Bing Crosby. Library, yeah, librarian type of... You know, he's got mahogany bookshelves and a pipe. That's what I envision. He looks like he smells like mothballs. Oh, I bet he does not smell like mothballs. I bet he smells good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, he, that's what, but he's not like that on Instagram. In fact, he's shirtless a lot on Instagram because he has the fitness, whatever. I don't know if he's a personal trainer or what, but that's his thing. He, he's a business owner. Maybe he owns he's a sweater a, business. Yeah, he's a, oh, I didn't even think about that. That's his side gig. Anyway, yeah. so he he takes her or she takes him. They go up in a helicopter to the top of the Alps and they stick him on a dog sled and she sits in the Lamaze position. She sits with the, in with the, the camera strategically placed. Yes, she sits in the Lamaze position with the GoPro right there, which was weird to begin with. And then they mush them down the mountain and make them stop halfway to have a picnic in the middle of this freezing cold blizzard where frost, literal frost, not frost tips, frost is collecting on his salt and pepper hair. And she is shivering, shaking, shivering, and miserable. Both of them are. And they have a conversation about something I don't know what because... As I said, I don't. I was waiting for him to be a gentleman so he could take the tauntaun and take the lightsaber and just whoop, <laughs> cut it open, shove the girl in there, because somebody's going to lose a digit to frostbite. Yeah, well, and depending on what digit it is, the fantasy suite might not go so well. Come on. <laughs> Come on, you got to leave that in. You can't edit that out. Um, his name is Peter, after all. Come on. <laughs> So anyway, um, it was a brutal date, uh, and I thought that it was creative. It just was the, maybe the wrong time of year. <laughs> <laughs> True. Let's see. We've got Breitling watch and a Bentley, and then yeah, we've and got sitting at a cafe table, and then we have near freezing we have to death. Reenacting the movie Everest. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, snow blindness was a real possibility. True. No sunglasses out there. Yes. And then uh, I thought that the placement of the GoPro, I mean, I could see what she had for breakfast. At least he had her leaned up against him to keep some sort of warm. She's getting all of the, yeah. all of the free. Uh, so my take is Peter's, Peter's going to win. I, I think yeah. he's, he seems like the nicest, most normal dude. That's just my take. But no, it was, it was fine. I thought he, he handled that well, and uh, I thought he was respectful. Mm-hmm. You know, he even said it was the greatest date of his whole life ever or whatever. He seems like a pretty grateful guy. He He's also the one that this season, because there always is one, alludes to the fact that he, not that he's not going to pick her, because whenever we're doing The Bachelorette, she doesn't get down on her knee and ask 
him to marry her, he has to get down on one knee. And so naturally around this time, our bachelorette has this revelation of, oh my goodness, I may like him, but he may not like me back. And Peter sort of goes in that direction by telling that awful story about how he abandoned the girl in the driveway and it was so super he actually sad. used the word and he actually used the word abandoned too yes <laughs> as I she's crying was... and he's waving at her from the rearview mirror i i didn't i didn't get where he was going with that but where rachel landed was ooh, i forget that he may not pick me at the end oh no what am i going to do and that that happens of course every single season but peter is definitely that guy and he's also that guy who i think they're trying to throw us off the trail but to me he's the likely candidate that's gonna win i think he's probably gonna win but i think with that story i found like just like the uh, mom story with brian i felt some details were missing remember he said as i drove off i looked in the rearview mirror i I didn't hear him say they broke up yeah and then he used the (laughs) word abandon so i don't i don't know what was going on there maybe you know (laughs) I mean, it, it was like, you know, daddy's going out for a pack of cigarettes or whatever. <laughs> you got know, some maybe, hole maybe with a basket and a yeah, rope. Maybe, mm. maybe that's where the sweater comes in, you know? <laughs> All right. Good. Okay. Grape date. Oh, this one this was... was <laughs> this is so painful. That was the best reaction ever. I don't know if I got it on microphone. Um, I call him Maddie. Maddie and Eric... And Adam Jr.'s dad are all together. And for some reason, Adam thinks that he's got this. He's a shoe in Although, oh, God, we've the never... Toast, how yes. awkward. I mean, it's just it's like he was the only guy in the entire country of Switzerland that didn't know he was going home. Right. Like, even those nude guys in the hot tub in Sweden probably <laughs> knew. Or wherever that was. The Norway. Breitling Watch guy definitely knew. <laughs> the Breitling Watch, yeah. And the Snow Dogs. <laughs> snow and probably Adam Jr. But it, he was he did a, that weird toast about, I didn't like the word difficult that was on the date card. I preferred challenging. Okay. Yeah, the look on her face, <laughs> if you replay that, was freaking priceless. Uh-huh. I mean, it, but the other thing as a lawyer, knowing how we think, that that was had to be twice as awkward for her because mm. it's just it's a semantic it's just semantic nonsense and that's like stuff you hear at like some Tony Robbins imitation seminar guy you know right. like and that's also the kind of stuff that you hear at real estate seminars which is exactly what he does for a living like all my real estate buddies that I have a couple guys in a real estate companies and their voicemails like always has some sort of inspirational quote with like, make it a great day. Some, you know, some nonsense (laughs) like that. And and that's just, I think just the industry, but golly, he Mm. said it several times and every time everyone looked at him like you're a moron. Well, I agree with that. And I, I I know nothing about him because we didn't see him any this year. Now comparing that to, and hang with me here. We have Maddie, who she takes away and immediately begins weeping because she's letting him go right then. She's letting him go, and her whole her whole defense is, or her whole reasoning is, you are so great. You, out of everybody, you are the most like me. I'm going to be so sad to see you go. It's going to hurt so bad. Da, 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 da. So did she 
cut him loose at that moment because she didn't want to keep him through the weird, awkward two-on-one date that happened after with Adam and Eric? Do you think that's why she cut him off? If, if you look at the order of elimination in the state, you have Matt, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have Adam and then Eric won. I think this is like when women pick sports teams by the way that the helmets look. <laughs> I just think she went down the road and said, who's got the worst hair? Who's got the next worst hair? And who's got decent hair? And I think Eric was the logical choice based on the other two. Okay. Okay. That's my thing. Well, but that's no, I an agree. interesting there was, theory. There was something else going on. There. I, she seemed way too attached right. at that point. And maybe it was his Burt Reynolds eyebrows. He also, mm-hmm. he sort of looked like a Burt Reynolds Muppet. like if you were to turn Burt Reynolds into a Muppet and take his toupee off that's what that guy looked like I think I I thought he it was a baller move that he kissed her good before he got into the rejection limo and then he took his champagne with him I thought you go Maddie yeah fair he's like I'm taking this with me that was solid but he kissed her he was he kissed her big time that's fine, whatever. So I think that uh, that's kind of like when uh, Al Pacino kisses Fredo, mm-hmm. <laughs> Godfather <laughs> too. I know it was you, Fredo. Um, but you know, you know, he's going to get plied with alcohol until he cries in the limo anyway. They're sure. just going to drive him around the Swiss Alps and feed him booze until he, you Breaks. know, rolls mm-hmm. over. And, and and if he doesn't, they'll just edit it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and sadly, as he's crying and leaving. They then have a two-on-one with Adam and Eric. And what I thought was funny about this is Adam's still thinking he's in this. Eric kind of tells her a little bit about his hometown saying, you know what, you're not going to, you're not going to love it. It's, you know, I'm not excited, but it is what it is. But what he did well was he recognized that this was hard for her and he kept, he kept, telling her this is hard but it's worth it and you're doing good and so he's kind of lifting her up in that moment which I thought was a very smart thing to do but what I noticed the most was how tired everybody was Eric looked like he could barely keep his eyes open I'm pretty sure Rachel did fall asleep a little bit during their talk and then Adam (laughs) is just over there wired thinking yay I want you to come meet Papa Joe and Mama Jean or whatever he called his parents not a clue. And she lets him go. And he is floored. He is shocked. He has no idea why this just happened. He's 26. I know. I bet he goes to paradise, if I had to guess, with Adam Jr. Because Adam Jr. is a thing now, whether we like it or not. Uh-huh. I'm just, if you'll notice, every time you've mentioned that in the last three, skipped. I've just ignored it. <laughs> um, it's a thing. So, I don't, I can't, you know, you have that weird feeling about Brian. That's how I feel about Eric. He's sort of got a chip mm-hmm. on his shoulder. I feel like, mm-hmm. like, but, but I guess his tough growing up in his background, that, that sort of explains some stuff for me. Sure. Um, he's from Baltimore, which, you know, is one of the most unsafe places you can live. And, sure. um, seems like he turned out okay. So we'll see. Give him a chance. Who do you think's going to go home? I mean, do you, who do you think that it's Brian and, Peter in the final two. No, you don't. I think really, I think Brian will go home. Really? I think Dean will get sent home. 
And I think Peter and Eric are going to be the final two. Wait, I don't understand what you mean. What, what's the I difference between go home and sent home? Brian's going to eliminate himself somehow. No. Uh-uh. Or do something where she's like tilt, tilt his hand, mm-hmm. you know? No. I think it's um, Brian and Peter final two. Right. So you I'm, think, if you think it's Eric and Peter, who's she sending home next week after hometowns? Dean? I think Dean's done. Okay. I, I kind of think that too. I kind of think that too. Now, if, if let, let's just say that it, you know, who cares who gets first place or second place or whatever from the four that we have left, do you think any of those could be the next bachelor? No. Or do you think any of them are vying to be the be- next bachelor? T- t- look to me to, to carry a season, you know, one of the reasons why Emily was good. One of the reasons why, Brad was good. One of the reasons why Jake was terrible um, is you've got to have a personality to be the star of the season. And and you and I have said this a million times. If you can't hold anybody's attention, it yeah. just it's it's a beating. And so I think Rachel's okay, um, but I don't see any four of these guys is just so interesting that I would want to watch a whole season of the, you know I just don't see it. Well, then who do you pick? I mean, I obviously, know. we want new. <laughs> no, that would be miserable. Or maybe they should bring back Jerry O'Connell's drunk brother. <laughs> that guy can't be married. There were no <laughs> rules that year. No. Um, so, but, but, so, so the game is the rule is the question is of the four, who would you want to watch? I know you wouldn't want to watch any of them, but who would be the best? I think Peter would be the best. I think he, he would be an interesting one. Uh, Dean, no way. Eric, maybe. Um, I just don't, he's not done. He's too serious. Yeah. I think though, I, I think you discount how the ladies like Dean. People like Dean. No. They think he's cute and sweet and his smile and what have They'd you. have to masculine him up a little bit. He's just too much of a sort of a, He's too soft for me. Which makes me think that it's going to be Brian. I think Peter wins and Brian is asked to be the next Bachelor. I think Peter wins. Ugh, that's tough. I, I don't know. know. I know. I wish they would get know. somebody new. There's no way they ever will, but I wish they Maybe would. I should try out. Well, C, you're married, A. And B, I think there's Details, a 40-year cutoff. <laughs> Details. <laughs> Y'all, thank you so much for listening. If you want to read the full recap of this Bachelorette episode, you can find it on IHateGreenBeans.com in the recap section. And check us out on Twitter. I'm at Lindsay, and he is at some guy in Austin. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Lindsay Ray. Until we are together again, love you, mean it, Texas forever. <laughs>